Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Winners Club podcast, where even when we don't win, we learn, and learning is a form of winning. And today, I have a special guest with me that is the epitome of that, because although he didn't win in this situation, he absolutely learned and he pushed through. But my name is Brian Tran, your host, and I got my co-host here, PJ. Yo, what's up, guys? We in Vegas, man, and doing some work, so let's go. And my guest here today, guys, is Alec. And I'm going to bush his last name. Say it with me. It's Chojeki. Chojeki, because he's <laughs> Polish, guys. <laughs> Alec. First Polish on the... Uh, is it Polish or is it Poland? It's Polish, yeah. Polish. Okay, first Polish guy on the podcast. Yeah. Hey. Shout out to you, man. Let's go. And I've Honor. lost... Look, check this out. I've lost a lot of money because as entrepreneurs, we kind of go through things and, and things don't always go right. And I've lost money. But Alec has lost a lot. And this guy is still smiling. Look at him. <laughs> Alec, can I share with them how much you lost? Go for it. $3 million. Let that sink in, guys. <laughs> yeah, was all you guys out there, <laughs> all you entrepreneurs out there who are, who are afraid to lose $100, $1,000, this man over here lost $3 million, and look at him now. Still strong. Yeah, man. Hey, kudos to you, man. You're over here. Big spirits. I would have never known. Heads up high, and you're ambitious as ever. So let's hear it. And hey, go ahead and let's hear your story, man. Like, who is Alex? How'd you start? And what are you doing now? Let's go. Sure. I mean, uh, where do you guys want me to start? Are we hey, starting man, from wherever uh, the journey matters? <laughs> say like, it, man. What's what's your elevator <laughs> pitch, okay, bro? Yeah, my elevator yeah, pitch. Yeah, sure. But like, you know, not just two minutes. Give us a little bit more. Yeah, let's right, hear a little right. bit of your story. How you well, grew up? What I'll life give you, you the summary from. of pretty much everything I've done so far, and I'm only 21, so it's it's not too too much. <laughs> I should be able to summarize it. Let's do it. Um, well, I, uh, I've always played Minecraft. That's actually what I spent thousands of hours on during my childhood. And um, I would always play on people's Minecraft servers. And for those who don't know exactly how the game works, third-party companies can come in and create their own games on Minecraft like a platform, right? Um, so I saw an opportunity there. I made my own game my own server on Minecraft, and um, it kind of started around the pandemic, so everybody was in lockdown, all the kids were home, which was good for us. We used TikTok to market that server, and, and at one point, uh, that server got up to the number nine top played Minecraft server on the Java edition of Minecraft. So that that was where it got started. It's awesome, um, man. Jeez, it's, hey. it's completely different than like, you know, the newest type of story we heard. So I'm excited to hear the rest, you know, well, I mean, he didn't really play the game, but you know, people are nowadays are making money playing games. So my mom used to get mad at me when I was playing games, like you'll never make yeah. money playing games. I should have not. I should have like not listened to her. I hope you were good. I hope we were still going to be uh, here. Still to, good to enough. Day, you know, <laughs> I mean, did, you, did you play Minecraft? Yo, yeah, man. I were you good. I, I don't know if. You're good at Minecraft, you know? It's kind of like, it's not really like a competitive game. Is this kind of recreational? Like, Yeah, I I have a very specific memory of, of <laughs> oh man, this just came to my mind. Uh, I, I was maybe 12 years old playing Minecraft before school one day, and my dad was like, hey, we got to go to school, like get off the computer. But I was, um, I was buying a house in a Minecraft world from some guy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had built like a little house and everything. And I was like negotiating with him on the price. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you can get real value. Real Apparently. value playing games. Apparently, yeah, you can. Well, you I, know. I learned a lot through Grand Theft Auto. I, you know, <laughs> it was in-game money for this. Yeah. It wasn't anything real. But, um, man, I've been 
I've been trying to flip houses since 12, so, you know. <laughs> so fast forward, yeah, Minecraft, and then what, what happened next? Yeah, yeah after the well, server was built in yeah. 2020, like. You were making money, too, a yeah, lot. Yeah, that did pretty well. Um, how we, much How much, How much? much were you making making these servers, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, well, it, it kind of depended. It, it, it was all dependent on the school year. So mm -hmm. summertime was money. Crazy. Yeah, Crazy. yeah. Summertime was money. December when the kids got their Christmas money. Yeah. That was the best month. It was, was cash was time December. for Alec, right? December. What was the best month? December's. Always December. How much was that? Uh, probably, you know, 50, 60K Jeez. in a month. <laughs> oh, geez. And how old were you at this age? Uh, that was at 19. Jeez. I don't know about <laughs> you guys. That I wasn't making 50, 60K a month at 19. I think I was making like... 200 bucks a week dude i if was that. i was broke man <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i was broke working at target blowing my checks so hey that that's so cool man let, let, let's keep hearing it man yeah sure well uh after that i i started working with youtubers there's a mm -hmm. lot of like minecraft youtubers who create mm -hmm. content um we would help them set up little events and stuff that they like i remember one we they wanted to set up like this hundred player hide and seek so you know, they just give me the idea and then I'll go set up the whole server for them. We'll go code any of the software we need to make the game work for them if it doesn't already exist. Um, and that's when I ended up meeting my mentor. His name's DMP3. Um, DMP3. DMP3. All right. All right. And what <laughs> happened? Well, he's a, he's a big Twitch streamer. I, I think he has like maybe a couple hundred thousand. I, he may have like 700,000 on, on Twitter. And such, and and he does a couple different things. He would stream himself gambling, um, like he gets sponsored by online casinos, like crypto casinos and all that. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, he was looking for somebody to make him a Minecraft server. He was actually originally just looking for, just like a like a lower level like admin to like moderate stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I ended up convincing him. I was like, hey man, give me a salary and, and make me a project manager. Like let me just manage this whole project. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did that for around six months and it ended up going really, really well. He was really satisfied with me. And during that time, I, I ended up getting a lot closer with him cause I learned a lot about what he's done. Um, I mean, he's, I mean, he has a pretty tenured history as well. I mean, he's an air force vet. He has, uh, two startups in the cybersecurity industry that he sold. Um, so I, I saw him as a source of knowledge. Um, so I was trying to absorb all the everything i could from him because he's 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 done the run around in the business world yeah you know so what did you guys start up and so that's uh, twitch and then what happened after that so you you linked up with him how did it go it was great and um i ended up after being a project manager for him for about around six months i i went ahead and asked him i was like hey man give me some equity in this um because i just you know, I already had my other business and he was wanting me to focus on this business more and everything. And I was like, okay, but give me equity if you really like me. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smart. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I got some good questions I'm about to ask you, but keep going with your sure, story, sure. man. I'm loving it. Yeah, man. I, so what year is this though? Like, what's the time span? Where are we at uh, now? This would be 2021. I okay. met, I met him December of 2020. So you're so, building, you're building, building quick, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, mid 2021. The, the server's doing good. You know, we're doing five figures in revenue every month on his server as well now. Oh, that's um, crazy. So that was really nice. And then I negotiate my equity with them. I ended up taking 30% and we formed an S-Corp because it wasn't even formalized before. I was just like 30% and then we were like, okay, time to get an S-Corp. 
Um, and then about another year goes by and he comes to me and he says, Hey man, why don't we make this an NFT? Smart. Uh, and I was all in from right there. I was like, yes, we're going to make an NFT out of this. All right. So this is also at a time when NFTs was booming. Like that, this was the years for NFTs, right? So tell me, tell me, tell me more about the, the story and how it went, man. Yeah, man. I, uh, I mean, we basically had the concept of taking what we had done in Minecraft and just mm -hmm. NFTifying it mm -hmm. essentially. So, so it felt like a pretty simple game plan. Um, we would take Minecraft characters and allow them to be minted as NFTs and then you could go and then customize your character and use it within our Minecraft game that we already had built. Um, and of course we were going to build onto it and, and everything like that. Um, so I don't know where, where are we at now? Uh, so you guys, how about you guys launched the NFT actually? Did you launch it or? Yeah, we launched it. It, it actually came a little later. We, we actually did about eight months of prep work mm -hmm. before we launched it, which is, by the way, way more than any other NFT project typically does. Like, we were trying to do this legit. Oh, yeah. definitely. Um, I mean, you you had the functions of, like, it was supposed to be in-game use type mm -hmm. of things, mm -hmm. right? There must have been a lot of, like, There, there was a lot of development. I mean, we put, we put hundreds of thousands of dollars into this project before it even got mm -hmm. to market. Um, awesome. How'd, that, how'd the project go when, when you launched it? Well... It, it it went okay. I mean, it didn't do as well as we expected. The mm -hmm. Ethereum had actually started to crash by the time we launched. So you mm -hmm. know, when we were building it, Ethereum was upwards of four thousand. Um, but by the time we launched, Ethereum was down to twelve hundred ranges Ooh, already, um, which was quite a while ago now. Actually, it's been it was quite a while ago because I'm pretty sure it went down and then price. it went back up to about like mm -hmm. three three five range. Or I don't know something like that, but. Yeah, we ended up raising, uh, it was around 2.6 million between um, both of the, well, I won't get too in-depth to it, but we had two partner projects and everything. We ended up raising 2.6 million, um, and I don't know. what we. Uh, well, let's go up to the part where everybody's <laughs> listening right now. Well, yeah, I'm How? pretty sure we're there now. I mean, so. that's pretty big. So how did you end up losing? Three million bucks. Well, it's uh, we minted almost man. Is it maybe ten months ago now? So so it was quite a while ago. Um, I have been working on the project for a while, mm -hmm. uh, and essentially how our, our payments worked is that for our contractors, which are mostly contractors that I brought over from my existing business because yeah. I had the Minecraft knowledge. Um, I would pay these guys just personally, and then I would get reimbursed by DMP3 every month. Um, mm -hmm. I would kind of just send him the summary of everything who, yeah. who, who I paid. I just I kept a spreadsheet. You know, yeah, kept it pretty simple. Um, and to be fair, that's what we did when we just ran the Minecraft server alone as well. Mm -hmm. So this system for me had worked for almost three years now. Yeah. Um, and you were how old when, when this was going on? Uh, well, started started working with him at 19. So mm. now I'm 21. So a, a little over two years now. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and just a few months ago, I, I can't give the, the exact date unless I looked it up, but um, mm -hmm. I stopped receiving reimbursements from him. And mm -hmm. he had said that his crypto exchange account had gone locked uh, where we were holding our company's funds. Mm-hmm. 
um, which I didn't really think of at the time. I just, yeah, that's normal. People, people's exchanges, exchange accounts get locked. All it the time. happens. That happens. Yeah, yes, you okay. know, crypto. <laughs> it ha- I guess it does happen. Gone. It does happen. Uh, Binance, you hear about it. For it, sure. It gets definitely, locked. Definitely. Um, especially with that volume. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I'll just drop the big thing. I mean, drop just, the big thing, man. Let just, him know. Let him know. Uh, just two weeks ago, mm-hmm. he ended up sending out a public tweet that said, not even two weeks ago, um, he said, I have a gambling addiction. I gambled all the funds away, not only from our Gridcraft project, but he also has his cryptocurrency, KluCoin. Um, he has another NFT project, Goobers. Mm-hmm. Um, among other things. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm definitely not the only one affected, but you know, our, our project raised 2.6 million. There's at least 10 million plus across all these projects. Um, and in fact, I have the exact wagered amount. He sent me a screenshot, which, you know, I, I think I trust. Um, but from stake, if you know, stake the casino, it's an online casino. Um, his account has $85 million wagered in its lifetime, which that's wagered. So lost. I don't That's a lot of money, guys. I don't know. You, you guys do the math. Jeez. <laughs> so stake takes cryptocurrency, I'm guessing. To- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a crypto oh, casino. Yeah. All right. So all this is relatively fresh for you, right? Like all the stuff that's happening. I mean, you've had some amazing success. You've done something that's like you're passionate about, but. You recently have had a very fresh loss. And before we get into the nitty gritty and talk more about it, I want to like go back and and pull it back. Right. You know, you're just a, essentially in the covid times. That's kind of when your entrepreneurial journey started. Am I am I correct or? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, I, I had kind of volunteered with people's Minecraft servers ever since I was like 15. I would mm-hmm. be like a moderator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of where it all started. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say like, hey, everybody could probably make a server, but not everybody has that business mindset, entrepreneurial-like yeah. drive. So like, where did you develop this? Like, where where did you get the resources to know how to be like, hey, like, you want to put equity like with me? You want to do this, how to do your proposals? Like, where did like, you learn I mean, most this? Co- high school kids just wanted to blow money. So exactly. Like, how did you even get into the business space? I, well, I don't know. It all really just started with the Minecraft server. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, our initial success with that first Minecraft server during the pandemic was was pretty dumb luck. Mm-hmm. Um, I had started up this little Minecraft server with somebody who makes TikTok videos. And we okay. didn't realize how powerful TikTok marketing was for that niche. Yeah. Uh, we were really the first Minecraft server to use TikTok to market. Um, and it just kind of blew up and we started making a lot of money really quick. And I don't know, I guess my, my first intuition was just, okay, how do I keep this going? Mm-hmm. Nice. I, That's how I it was on for sure. Start. For sure. <laughs> yeah, man, was I, it ever just like, because it sounds like, you know, it kind of came quicker than you would even ever imagine right so how did you did you have to like try to keep up were you trying to like okay now i'll make money i gotta learn i gotta pick up a book i gotta do this were you trying to sharpen any of your tools and if you did like how did you do that yeah i um i don't i don't think i was necessarily trying to learn too much at the time i was, <laughs> I like I, I was more I like so just trying to keep up man because mm. honestly during the summer of um 2020 or i think 2020 or 2021 summer of 21, 
I, uh, it was honestly just me keeping up because we would have more players logging on to the server mm. than we had slots in the server for them to join. Oh. So it was like for a week straight at one point when we were rapidly growing, I would mm. literally wake up and then my entire day, like wake till sleep was just configuring and developing more Minecraft servers and opening them up and having to contact our hosting company to get more hardware rentals in so that we can open more servers. Like literally my entire day, every time we would pop up a server and open a hundred new slots, they instantly got filled. It like the demand was insane and yeah. we, we couldn't match it at all. And to this day, I know we could have made way more than 60 K that one month if I knew what I was doing because we had way more demand. It's just mm -hmm. people literally couldn't even log on to mm -hmm. join the game. Is the game so big now? If you were to just go back into it, can you think you can still make that kind of money or at least a fraction of it? Um, I think that I could, but I got to that level, you know, we were the number nine Minecraft server and, and you know, in my mindset is we were the number nine Minecraft server and we were only making 50K a month. So why would I go back there when I know, well, I'm kind of betting on myself here. I think that, I've developed this business mind from that first project. I want to see if I can take those same concepts and apply it to something that can scale further out like real estate. Wow. Yeah. I think, I think that's awesome, man. Like it's kind of almost like backwards to be honest. Cause you know, most people go out there and they, they do their due diligence. They go read books, they read podcasts, they listen to like success stories, but it sounds like you were just, thrown into it and now after knowing that you've had the skills that you're going to go out and you're going to embark on a bigger journey which is everything that we preach on this podcast right just start so right? the 60k is that gross and then um, and then does it cost a lot to run a minecraft server no our margins are great we oh, uh shoot we probably had to pay two thousand dollars a month for hardware rentals yeah um and then i also gave straight up 50% profit to my TikTokers. So, um, which looking back was definitely more than I, I could have gave, given less. them less. Yeah, yeah definitely. But, but at the time, I, I mean, like, they would have been I, happy I, with I gave them the 50% when I thought this thing was going to make like maybe a grand a month. I would have been happy, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm making like 20, yeah. 30 grand. I was like, if no. I can buy some extra beer money or something for when I go yeah. out with my friends, that was, kind of, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. kind of the initial goal, honestly. But then it just blossomed into something more. Does it take that much time if you were to go back and do it again? Um, Because, I, I mean, I know you, you want to go into the next stage of your life, and that's like wholesaling. We'll dive deeper into the next segment. But, like... Can, can, I think you might be able to do both if you learn how to delegate. Oh, yeah. I, well, I think that I could. Yeah. However, I also think that there's something very powerful about just leveraging 100% of your effort and time into one venture. Mm. Um, so I know that I'm not going to make 50K in a month off real estate right now. Yeah. But I think that if I can focus my full time and effort towards it, that it's going to pay dividends in the future. And I think that even going back and, and by the way, I don't think I can make 50 K a month right now in Minecraft, just because the game has gotten less popular as people have gone back to okay. real life and, Figured, and gotten yeah. off the pandemic. Um, so I just, I'm trying to focus on bigger things. I'm still kind of involved with it. I have like the old friends and TikTokers, a lot of those guys I keep up with and, and I advise them a little bit and just kind of help them out. Um, and so I, I keep in the loop with them, but uh -huh. Cool. You know, I, 
I'm trying to move on to that next thing. Before we go into what's next, uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting story. But let's dive a little bit deeper. Like, were there some... My thing is that sometimes with experience, you can kind of see the indicators of that, like, you know, your past failure. What do you think you learned from it? And do you think you could have prevented anything with losing $3 million? Sure. Um, Well, definitely. I mean, I basically had... Uh, you know, I'm used to having on re- online relationships. Right. That's that's totally uh, one of my best friends is somebody who lives in Kansas City and that I only met online. We literally met when we were like 14. Yeah. And we've just kept in touch. And he's actually one of the TikTokers that worked with me okay. on the server awesome. and everything too. And then like just this like past two years, I was able to go meet him and everything. And anyway, point is, is that I, um, I don't know, this this DMP guy, I really felt like I had a really close connection with him. And looking back in hindsight, I would not allow some things to fly disclosure wise. Yep. Um, just because no matter how much you trust somebody, you know, trust, but verify if you're really in bed with somebody, we got an S corp with somebody. If I ask to see our accounting, I need to be able to see our accounting and there needs to be like, you can ask questions, but I still need to see it, yeah. you know? And that's something that I I allowed him to step on me back then because yeah. I just was like, I was like, okay, maybe I am just the young kid and he's the older guy. And, and I almost felt like I, I almost felt like I was being rude asking for the financials. Ah. <laughs> and have you, and did you ever meet the guy? Yeah, we met up. Okay. Um, so, so you actually met him in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We felt met like up in Miami once. Yeah. Um, Oh, we both like were so socially anxious about it too. It was kind of funny. I I didn't realize he would be. Oh, I don't know. I, I kind of I've had to really get, get out of my shell this past year. Um, when we met up maybe a year ago, I was definitely still just the sheltered little kid who came up with video games and COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we met up once. So that's a lesson, guys. I don't care if you're in business. Business is like a marriage. It needs to be transparent, and that's the lesson. You got to be able to look at the books. You got to be able to have access to the same things, right? I think some of the red flags was that if you guys had an S corp, you guys should have had a joint account, and the expenses should have been paid from that joint account, not you paying it, and then he would reimburse you. That's just that part was. Yeah, yeah to be fair, that is something that I asked for. Yeah, um, and, and he said no. And well, it was more so like man, that's too much effort. You know, I, you know, that's all this stuff. And I, and I was like, honestly, it is kind of effort because we do work in the crypto industry. And a lot of the contractors we worked with were paid out in crypto. Mm -hmm. So it did kind of make sense to have it set up like we did Mm -hmm. in a way. I mean, of course, I don't think I would go back and do that. But at the time I, I didn't see flaws in it. I, I I said, I preferred a joint account, but, Uh. but you know, when he pushed back on it and said that was going to be too complicated for how we were paying people, I was like, sure, okay. I kind of get it, but I don't get it. Business, business, you know. Business. I, I feel I, like the way that, like, maybe the space, right, the space that it's like NFT yeah. space, this and that, you can maybe get clouded and like, yo, like, we'll just pay in crypto. We don't got to, like, it's new. We're heading to this new age. But we, that wallet belonged to him. But you guys are doing a business. That wallet belonged to him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is... When this is business, and when, business rules stay 
they're going to be you're solid right. forever right. until the day ends, right? You're like, right. I definitely agree with this, and I'm I'm never going to let that happen again. Mm-hmm. Although I will say at the time, you know, he, I mean, he has over a million followers on his platforms. I was like, there's no way this guy screws me over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, but but that's the lesson. That's the lesson. It's it's no matter who it is, no mm-hmm. matter what you're doing, trust but verify. Yeah, and yeah. I I think at the end of the day, man, you came out stronger, and um, you know. That's that's an amazing lesson to learn. But I want to go back and, and, and ask you, man, like, you know, honestly, like, how do you how do you feel personally? You know, it's a big loss. And I know and you don't have to answer if you want. But how do you feel coming out of, you know, this big 10 million dollar loss? Like, what is your your next like trajectory like from here? Sure. Um, I do want to clarify real quick. We, I mean, I, I feel I feel a lot the people who mm-hmm. believed in the project mm-hmm. you know there were a lot of people who bought the nfts mm-hmm. and and were expecting us to deliver on our roadmap and everything which is just not possible at this point mm-hmm. um for me i almost feel i uh, i don't know if this is weird but a, a weird sense of relief mm-hmm. over this whole thing because ever since the exchange account got locked i always felt a little weird yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, although it was kind of an internal battle for me, I, I had to ask myself, I'm like, I, I, I had convinced myself that my gut feeling was wrong and that I was overreacting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that never really went away. I, I always had this weird feeling in my stomach, but it's, it's not something that I really felt like I could speak about, you know, because I, this guy's huge and I had no hard proof you know, and if I were to try to whistleblow or, or tell somebody without any hard proof, I yeah. would get eaten alive because this guy is connected and he has a million mm. followers and he knows everybody in the <laughs> N- NFT space. He knows everybody in the YouTube space. I mean, he's in those circles and stuff. Mm. Um, so when this did come out, I almost had this feeling of I'm not crazy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like something really was going yeah. on. I'm yeah. not insane. Yeah. Um, and, and now I almost feel like I can move on. I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel like, you know, I had already started to build up my real estate business before this stuff came out mm-hmm. yeah. because I wasn't getting paid anymore. And, and I, I did start to get frustrated and I did start building the real estate business almost as a hedge. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I Smart. need, I need something else because if I, I'm not sure if this guy is watching out for my best interest, so I have to find a way to pay my bills. Yeah. Um, and so I started the real estate business and it was weird though, because I wanted to focus on the real estate business, but I still had responsibilities at our project. Yeah. And it was this very weird juggling act between a new business and old business. Yeah. And so, yeah, when, when the news came out, it was, a, it was almost like a weight off my shoulders because I was like, I can finally start to rebuild yeah. because I already, I already knew something was up. I just didn't know what, you know, I love it. I love you know that. what? Sometimes you got to trust your gut. Yeah. And your gut was just like this wrenching. Yeah. Like, it was turning. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. But I want to, you know, you guys know this is a business podcast and I want to ask you some questions, man. Sure. Um, what is, what is some advice you 
And also, Brian, what is some advice to, to some people out there, you know, new coming entrepreneurs, whatever, whatever they're doing is, is handling big losses. You know, like how do people overcome it? How do people like, you know, move on to the next step and, and get to, you know, where, where it doesn't feel like that no more, where they're not waking up every day, like man, and beating themselves up about it. Like where, what's some advice on that? What do you guys think? Sure. I am. Um, well, I'll say that this wasn't the first huge loss I've felt. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, I was a pretty big early investor into his first crypto project, ClueCoin. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. No, yeah. I like this. Go you're, ahead. About, you're about to point out another red flag, but <laughs> yeah, I'm like, here's oh, another man. story. He made ClueCoin. I, um, I ended up investing $20,000 into it. Um, and he spread it to a lot of Twitter influencers and people he knew, and it had a really big initial pump. Pump and dump. It, it was pumping up. Um, that initial pump got my $20,000 investment all the way up to 500K. Jesus. Um, and I'll tell you what, I, <laughs> I sold. Yo, Brian is sledding over here. I've I never s- seen him do this I, on a pod before. I sold my initial investment of 20K. Mm-hmm. Um, and mind you, I was working for ClueCoin as a contractor. I, I wasn't equity or anything, but I did copy for them because I, I, I can write a little bit. So I, okay. I would help them do copy for their social media posts and stuff. Yeah, dope. And so I sold that 20K. And then some other guy on the team, because my wallet was one of the top like 20 wallets, I was like a whale in the community. Okay, yeah. Um, somebody noticed and then they linked the wallet back to me and then they messaged me on Discord and said, why are you selling man? Like you're a contractor for us. Like you can't like, you, this is making us look bad if our own contractors are dumping the coin. Yeah. Uh, and even DMP heard about it and ended up sending me a little joke, you know, message and jest where yeah, he was yeah. like, Oh man, you're selling the coin, man. You don't believe in it. You know, uh, you know, all that stuff. Trying to get my initial investment out. That's yeah. Like, <laughs> we're in Vegas. If I'm up, you know, that's the, that's the worst I, thing about like, like, that space and like social media, it's like. So did why you, are you gonna listen? Did you to buy the back in? Yes. Oh god. I put the twenty k back in. No, <laughs> Alec. No, no, no. I put no. the twenty k back in, and okay. then I I wrote it back down to forty k, and then got out. So I did two x. Um, okay. But what about? But you kept the five hundred k, yeah? Or no? Oh, I got out at forty k. So oh, okay. it started plummeting. Okay. It, it it dumped and it never recovered. Oh. And I got out at forty k. And and now it's really low. If I was still holding, I would have like be a grand bad. or something. I don't know. It'd probably be less yeah, than that. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Hard. I'm not gonna lie. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. So so anyway, point is is that how I see it. Here's my mindset with taking big losses. Yeah. Uh, I love F1. I love Max Verstappen. So this is my analogy. I don't know how much you guys watch F1. Um, when Max Verstappen, who's currently the greatest F1 driver right now. Um, when he first came on to the grid, he was known for crashing all the time. It was like people were almost concerned that he like shouldn't be racing because of how often he crashed. He was like going to hurt someone. And so my mindset is, or well, let me finish this. He crashed so much. He would, he would take the turns really tight. He was never afraid to take tight turns and just go through the tightest of little spots to just save, you know, you know, tenths of a second. Of course, yeah. Um, but eventually he learned, right? Mm. And now Max Verstappen 
is the number one fastest racing car driver in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's because he pushed the limits every single time he would push the limit, push the limit, see how much he could take. And he, he was limit testing. Yeah. Right. And so that's where I see myself ClueCoin and now Gridcraft and all these things I'm doing, I'm limit testing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm taking the turns as tight as possible and I'm going to crash and I've crashed plenty of times. I almost feel like maybe I've crashed a little more than the average entrepreneur has starting out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love it. But it's good because I, I feel like one of these days I'm going to take the corner and I'm not going to crash. And I'm going to make that 500K or that one mil or that two mil and I'm going to keep it one of these days. <laughs> I hope <laughs> that was great. That was great. Let me, let me say something about that because I think I couldn't agree with you more. You're 21 years old. Now you taking big risk because you have time on your side and I think you're doing the right thing. I think, could you have avoided some of the mistakes? Of course, but that comes with experience has come with, with uh, time on earth and just going through it. You are preparing yourself for the next big thing at some point. When you, if, if, if you ever decide to have kids or a family or something like that, you're going to need to put something aside and not take, you can't double down every single time. I don't know if you are, but it sounds like <laughs> I definitely like have. Yeah, you're like, you're like all in, all in. <laughs> I agree with you. In the beginning, when you have nothing, you have to go all in because you don't have much, right? Like now, if I'm sitting on 10 million, I'm not going to gamble, not gamble, but like invest all 10 million. I'm going to probably put aside half and then spend the other five. That's what we do. It's it's about not going back to zero, right? Um, but I couldn't agree with you more. As I'm sitting here, you're you're a bigger scale than I make mistakes. I've took risk, but you took big risk. <laughs> like so, kudos to you. Yeah. Also, you got big, big wins too. Balls. All right. <laughs> I I will say it because three. If I lost three mil, I'm I'd probably be like so sad right now. <laughs> hey. You're. <laughs> smiling you're relentless you're energetic man. you're here at this mastermind you're pushing it and you're ready for what's next hey man that's it it's just confidence i i i don't fear losing money now yeah. because i know i'm going to make it i don't know exactly when but i'm never going to give up so one of these days i'm going to make it i think that's so the i don't most care about thing. it right now yeah Where i lose money come from well, I think look back, like, I think wow. a lot from that initial Minecraft server because, man, I as like a 17, 16-year-old kid, it was always my dream. I was like, man, I want to own a big Minecraft server. Yeah. And then yeah. I went out and then I did it. And then it was like, wait, if you just try to do stuff, like uh, you can figure it out a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my mindset with it. And I, I, I've, I don't know, I've climbed that ladder before. So I feel like I can do it again, even though I've lost it all before. I think that's so big because, again, you know, even from our last podcast that we recorded, like, you know, all these principles are so the same in, like, business. Whether you're doing Minecraft, whether you're doing real estate, you know, it's all about doing something and building that confidence. You know, we've said it before on on, on about fitness, right? You go into the gym and, and you, get, you lose weight or you get jacked or whatever, you're going to feel confidence, that momentum, like, brings you up enough to like be like okay i'm gonna start a business now i'm gonna do this you know and the fact too that even if you lose you crash you hit the turn wrong you still get back in your car and you still go try again and you learn and you learn you learn not to take the turn that hard you learn to take it a little like a little bit lighter right like like just your formula one racing exactly yeah. you figure something out yeah but that 
that's exactly what I want, like, all the viewers to know, you know. Hopefully, even if this is a little bit more relatable to you guys, if you guys are gamer, whatever you're doing, you know, all these are gems that you guys could apply to your life, whatever you're doing, so. We're, we're approaching the end of the podcast, but I want to ask you, like, what's one tip for the audience that you can share? Um, what do you, you know? Any new entrepreneur out there, this is a business podcast, so any entrepreneur out there watching. trying to kill it, you know? Well, actually, what's yeah. that one message that you want to shout from the mountain? Even to the world. I, Whatever uh, you want to do. We'll give you free reign. Red carpet's right, yours, right. I, I, Maybe this one's a little generic, but I think it's just so true mm-hmm. because I, I see so many people, so many other kids, because you know, I've worked with a lot of guys my age who want to do what I do and mm-hmm. who ask me, like, how do I do what you do? Mm-hmm. And um, the biggest problem I see in younger guys like me is just inaction. They're just frozen by not understanding what they should do when really you never know what you're supposed to be doing. Really. You just got to go figure it out. And it's just about action, 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 just do it. And you have to have the right mindset, right? You, somebody can tell you just do it. And you're like, the hell does that mean? Like if you get it, you get it, you know, like start, just start, just, I don't care what it is. And I don't care. You know, you may waste three months doing some crap that matters like 0% to your business, but at least you'll have figured out that that crap matters 0% to your business. It is progress. So just do something every day, just action. And I, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I preach that so hard. You're not gonna have the blueprint for everything, right? And you may have a blueprint. Like we go to these masterminds to try to figure out some form of a map, right? And people do have maps, but it's not always gonna work out 100% to your life. Just start. You'll make mistakes. You'll pick up. You'll keep going. And that's how you grow. This guy right here is more mature than a lot of people I know. Definitely more mature than me when I was. What he's experienced at 21 years of age is like, I know people 40 and 50 years old that have not experienced what he's experienced, right? They've never lost like that. They just stuck with the comfortable life and complacency. And that's why they don't. You know, they don't do big things. Yeah, and I want to say this, too. You know, when, when you're starting out, yeah, don't be afraid to to fall on your face, to mess up, to, to have your friends say you suck and this and that. Like, go do it. Like, you know, go do stuff. Like, don't focus so much on the fear and everybody else. Like, focus on, you know, you and your feeling and your goal and your direction. So, yeah, man. Well, how do we find you guys? How, how do people connect with you? Well, I... uh if you're in the crypto space or just anybody, you can find me on Twitter at, at I'm Projecky. That's I M Projecky. It's like my last name, but with pro in front of it. We'll go link um, it. Yeah, we'll link it after down you, below. Man. Yeah. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll bring him back in six months when he's like at the top. He's knowing him, he's going to be at the top real, real quick. We'll get him back on the podcast. We'll check in on him in six months and just kind of go over where he's at but until then guys thanks so much for listening do us a favor hit a five star or give us a thumbs up or subscribe and share this with anyone who needs to hear our message thanks so much guys pj what's the last word what do you want to say hey all you gamers in the discord go bump this in the in the post man we love you guys we're here to help and we're here to grow so thank you alex so much and uh let's go enjoy vegas now yeah peace out guys guys. appreciate y'all